Okay. Are we ready? Yes. Okay. Do it. Did you say wait again? No. I said do it. I thought she said do it. Wait. No. Wait. Because there's no going back once I start. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can't. (laughs) Nope. Okay. Okay. Studios in Detroit, Michigan. I'm Meredith Van Harn, and this show has everything: test tubes full of blue liquid, menopause, the questionable science of menstruation, how people around the world have dealt with periods, and a holdover from the typewriter age. What? <laughs> this is a topic that we can and do talk about extensively when the mics are off. So we thought tonight we would do it with the mics on. And Anne also said she'd only agree to this crazy idea if we discussed the punctuation version of a period. So, joining me tonight to discuss everything about periods of all kinds is the Tishi Coven. In Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne Lundholm. Hi, Anne. I got so angry when you said menstruation. <laughs> oh, it's going to get worse. Uh... <laughs> And in Middle-Aged Mama Studios in Austin, Texas, it's Hillary Butler. Hey, Hillary. Hello. How are you? I'm excellent. I can't wait for your part of this. <laughs> and finally, in No Name Studios in Linwood, Washington, it's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Hi, Christy. Hello. Today on the show, we've got some small talk, including some bear-related drama and some elderly partying. Um, we Elderly? Are yeah (laughs) we'll read your question of the week responses from our last episode uh for medium talk it's all periods all the time and then we've got some tishi recommends for you and as always we'll let you know how you can get involved with the show uh first up is small talk hillary you want to get us started there um i do first and foremost i have to mention because it, I'm like constitutionally obligated to mention that when you record this, we will have just, or when you listen to this, we will have just celebrated Anne's birthday. Happy Woo-hoo! birthday, Anne! Mm-hmm. More to come birthday, on that. Please. <laughs> um, I remember, I will never forget because I was like, I know it's in February, but I can't remember exactly the date. You were like, you should remember the date. <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. ah, yes, you're a 27. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, we gotta um, wait a long time for our golden birthdays. <laughs> it's Victor's birthday too. Oh. So Oh, that's yeah. right. Me and Victor and Chelsea Clinton and Elizabeth Taylor. And his mom's birthday is the day before that, my sister in law. Oh wow. Which oh, makes my for aunt's birthday really is the fun. day before. And her All husband right. is the day before that. So we have twenty fifth, twenty sixth, twenty seventh birthdays in wow. our family. Yikes. Crazy, crazy times in February. Um okay, beyond that, um I just wanted to talk because I'm a little bit nervous about it. So um Bridget, along with being, you know, into softball, she said so there's a thing called UIL in Texas, which is like, I think it's like universe. I can't remember what it's called. And her, it's like the governing body of sports and also like academic 
um, competitions. Like I did UIL one act where, you know, we competed in plays and stuff. I guess they're starting earlier now because Bridget is competing in UIL oral reading of a poem this week. I was going to say, that <laughs> seems early. I know. Well, when they said it and I said, do you want to do it? And she was like, yeah, I do. I really do. And she wanted to do writing. And I was like, mm, I know where your strengths <laughs> lie. And um, she's not a bad writer, but that's not where I would say that she would perform best. I said, why don't you do some reading? Anyway, she practiced for me yesterday. She's been practicing for the last couple of months since school got back in and the competition is on Saturday. She told me I can't watch. Like, I guess parents, they're trying to limit the amount of people that are in the audience, but like, so I'm just like waiting somewhere, but I'm so, I'm like really excited for her because she's doing like, you can tell when you're forcing a kid to do something that they're doing it, but they don't really want to be doing it. She really, is enjoying this and she practiced three times yesterday which for her that's like big time if she's willingly practicing outside of sanctioned practice time Mm -hmm. um and she did a really good job but it's like I was being called back to like when I was a kid and I was doing plays and the critiques always for me were slow down and so I told her I know that and I said you did a really good job like trying to you know like compliment you know, sandwich the criticism with a compliment. Like you're doing a really good job. You know, you're, you're making good eye contact and your, your hand, your gesticulation is really good, but you need to slow down. Um, because I know it's going to sound like you're talking, like you're in slow motion, but to everybody else, it sounds like you're, you know, like speed talking or like the micro machines guy or something. You're like, blah, 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 blah. anyway, so she's going to, I'll let y'all know next week how she does. And honestly, it's fine. However well she does is fine, but I'm kind of proud of her for getting into this. And I'm like, do you have a future in the theater? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like stage momming her. It's good that I'm not in there because I really like can barely watch my kids play sports because I get one, I think it's boring Two, I get too stressed out. It's like two, like two simultaneous like emotions going on. I want to fall asleep, but also I'm like, (laughs) my heart is beating really fast. So anyway, we'll see. Stay tuned. Can she write notes on where what she's reading? I don't think so, but she no, and it's so they're so short, like they're two short little mm. poems, so they're very like cutesy kind of kid poems. Um, uh, and so I think she's just practice, practice, practice. She doesn't mm. ha- quite have it memorized, but she okay. hasn't memorized enough. She doesn't have to have it memorized. She you know has the sheet with her. She hasn't memorized enough that she can lift her eyes up and you know complete yep. the next word so i mean yeah. i'm gonna uh, as as a member of the nfl the national forensics <laughs> league yes and a person who competed in speech and debate in the category of poetry interpretation mm-hmm. uh i have some tips for bridget and yes, one is me. that you can have the paper and read it but you won't win if you read yeah, it i know you gotta have it memorized i know <laughs> i mean at this point i'm like just do your best, you yep. know, and, and let's like have this as a stepping stone. But no, I remember I didn't do poetry. I did prose and I did really well the first round. And then the second round there, I'm sure there were people that were like, I have this memorized and I could like write it down by myself. And I was like Bridget where I was good enough to fake my way through it. And then by the time it got to the real competition, I was like, you're not that good. <laughs> I remember the first time I, I went uh, and, and this was a, like more like a, um, like a sport, a sport, but like there was a season. So you went to yeah. speech meets and mm-hmm. stuff, different stuff. Yeah. The first one I did, I took the paper and I was like, oh yeah, this isn't going to work for me. And 
this well and then this i guess oh what i did which i thought was good was i i mounted the um paper on like tag board mm-hmm. so that if i got nervous they wouldn't be able to hear my hands shake with oh, the paper yes. rustling yes i do Smart. remember that being like holding it and being able to see that your hand is shaking yep and oh. and so and so i took that to the first competition then i was like oh i'm not gonna win if i had the paper and on a whim i memorized the whole eight minutes the night before the next oh meet God. and i never went back and uh it was it was helpful and yeah. uh poem selection is key yeah. Also, yeah. I'm sure being 10, the rules are a little bit different, but we yeah. learned that um, you you can't, you don't win with happy poems. It Your poem got to have tragedy. <laughs> there were so many poems about war, um, <laughs> either from the perspective, not usually of the soldiers, but usually of like the medical professionals who... Uh, who attended to the soldiers and yes. certain things. They were lots observing of, the soldiers. Yep, lots yeah. of poems about tragedies, personal <laughs> tragedies and Mother. all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of memes about the William Carlos Williams poem about the plums in the icebox lately. That might be a good one. It's very know. light. <laughs> yeah, but it's also like 30 seconds. I, I think this one, I think it, well, obviously with a 10 year old, it's like a, a little bit of a different, and she's competing right. against other fourth graders. So it's like, you know, direct, direct, but I think they gave them a selection. Like here, you can mm-hmm. choose these. One is about like a kid writing a letter home from camp. Like, you know, it's basically like the song, you know, about like hating camp and writing a letter to your parents. Um, but it's cute. I mean, they're, the hers are very cutesy kind of, um. Shel Silverstein kind of not as dark actually, but like kind of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's we'll perfect see. for her. Yes. I mean, yes. I did one one year about a lady coming to terms with having cancer, so <laughs> I did quite Fun. well with that one. Yeah, but there was one meet where a girl showed up and she did a selection of um, the poems from T. S. Eliot that Cats is based oh, right. on. Yes, yeah, yeah. and we were like, <laughs> oh, <What>? honey. <laughs> aye, 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 aye. <laughs> You sweet uh, child. <laughs> no, 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 no. I did. We um in one act. I remember we did like Macbeth, which whatever, but it was which fine. is a famous one act. Yes. Um. Yeah. Um. But then somebody, <laughs> I think a group did Into the Woods. Obviously, like a non musical, maybe one act version of Into the Woods. And I think that's why I like didn't like Sondheim for so long. I was like, Into the Woods sucks because I had only seen a one act version of it from like <laughs> high school kids. And I was like, this is awful. Uh, they didn't win. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned. Maybe well, I'll good luck to Bridget. Week. I know. Mm-hmm. My little baby. It's totally proud. a fun thing to do. I know. I'm excited. And it's better for me than going to softball because I don't want to go to softball. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, Meredith, what's going on with Bear? I have an update on my youngest child. Um, <laughs> he, <laughs> oh my goodness, where to start? Bear has, he's he's a sweetie, wonderful boy at home. But uh, since it's February, late February in Michigan, this is the start of kitten season. And it's when the, the, the female cats go into heat and the boys start to prowl. 
And that means there's increased stray cat activity around the house. And the other two don't care at all. But when Bear sees them, he gets mad and he gets territorial and he starts to spray. Ew! Ew. Oh, no. And he's fixed. He's been fixed, you know, from the second he was old enough to be fixed. Um, But that doesn't always stop them. And the general consensus is this is a sign of anxiety. Mm. So I... You know, there are a couple ways to combat this, and I started with cleaning. You know, if you clean the spots, it makes them less likely to spray there again. He was spraying my fucking computer, you guys. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh. I laugh because it's so terrible. and but I knew there were probably other places, and that was obvious. But and I knew there, but I knew there were probably other places where I couldn't see. So I bought a black light. Which is fascinating oh, and, no. and gross in <laughs> yeah. several ways. Like, highly recommend, also don't recommend at all. <laughs> because you're like, wow, I have to clean everything all the time forever. Or I'm just touching. Like, it shows you so many things that you don't want to, you don't want to know are there. Um, yeah. So, but it did help me locate. There were a couple of other spots, and I cleaned them up with something called urine destroyer. <laughs> and there's, luckily, there's no smell. Um so it's not like it's fine, you know, it's not catastrophic. But I was I was concerned for him, so I brought him to the vet. He was due for his checkup anyway. And we didn't get so far as the vet taking his temperature before he started to hiss and swipe oh, at gosh. the vet, and then he started to hiss and swipe at me, which is new behavior. So he was obviously very like upset and scared to be at the vet. Um so we didn't really I I go to a vet that's like, you know, uh I forget what it's called, fear-free certified or something. It's something that they do as like a process to make cats more comfortable because the whole vet process can be really terrible, terrible for them. Um, and so they were like, nope, we're not going to do this. So take him home. We'll bring him back uh, in a couple days early in the morning and we'll sedate him. And that way we'll have time to watch him because I think my first appointment was in the afternoon and they didn't want to sedate him and then send him home uh, unsupervised. So he... We we went back to the vet. They gave they had the syringe, uh, just to squirt this medicine in his mouth, and he wouldn't allow that either. So this was strike two. So nothing got done at that visit. And so the last option was to send me home with that drug, and have me give it right before I brought him back for a third time. So I had this syringe of this tiny amount of this liquid. And I had to corner him, catch him when he was calm, and try to get him to not shy away from this thing that he already knows he doesn't want. Sure. Sounds easy. Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't nervous at all. (laughs) Um, So I, what I did was I, I'm actually kind of proud of myself for this. I opened a a thing of, of tuna, I dumped it into a Tupperware, and I dipped the end of the syringe. This is a syringe without a needle, of course. This is just the, the plastic part. Um, and I dipped the end of it into the tuna juice so that it smelled like tuna. And I waited until he was pretty chill. He was like rolling around on the bed, happy. And I snuck up on him and I shot the stuff right in his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. And I cannot tell you how nervous I was. Like, I don't know. I mean, you know, worst case, got to try again another day, I guess. But I really wanted this to work. Uh, I had planned my whole day around it. And so I got him in, I got him into the carrier. He was very, he was so asleep. Like he was sedated to the point where I was like, I don't feel safe taking care of this cat by myself. Like, I hope he's still breathing. 
And so luckily it's a less than 10 minute drive to the vet. So I just threw him right in the car and went. Um, How long does it take before it kicked in? Uh, eight minutes. And oh, she was pretty, that's, that's what quick. she told me. And she was pretty much exactly correct. Um, so I had enough time. He, he was like, I, I shot the stuff in his mouth and he looked at me like, what's happening? And he acted kind of confused. I ran downstairs, got the carrier, got the car ready, <laughs> threw him and took him. So it worked out pretty well. Um, and, uh, he was fully out for the exam. They were able to get blood, um, and check his teeth and his eyes and everything. And, um, I haven't gotten the results back cause that was just yesterday, but, uh, what they also did in the meantime was start him on Prozac. Oh, oh baby. I know. So my cat is on Prozac now. <laughs> well, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, it, I was, I did a lot of reading about it. I read all the literature I could find and it's very well tolerated and it seems to be really, really effective for anxious cats. And he's on another drug that I have to give him three times a day. Lord. Um, and so the idea is it's like, it's like a calm, calm down kind of drug, but it, it's very short acting. So that's why I have to give it to him so often. And the idea is if the Prozac works, which it takes a little bit longer, but it's, you know, it's, it stretches out the, the calm for longer, I will be able to stop or at least reduce this other medicine quite a bit, which would be nice because right now I have to give him a lunch dose, which means I have to be home, which means I don't know what's going to happen if I start to travel again, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Oh. Do I pay the cat sitter, uh, you know, for another visit? Like it's already twenty dollars a visit. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's going to be at a sixty dollar a day surcharge to any trip I want to take. No, thank you. No, you so, just take him with you. Oh yeah, he loves being mm-hmm. out of the house. Clearly, <laughs> and on, on airplanes, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm love sure it. that would go great. Yeah. yeah. So that's the bear drama. Um, you know, as soon as we got home, he slept it off. He's totally fine. Today he he spent most of the day on his electric blanket rolling around. He he sleeps mm. on his back with his legs spread and his arms above his head just like <laughs> This is the anxious cat. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he seems fine. Ugh. Cats so he's fine when away. he's home. He's fine when there aren't, you know, tomcats roaming around outside. It's just in these specific situations, he's absolutely not fine, but we're working on it. So if you guys have any um, cat on Prozac stories, please hit me up because I want to know that I'm not the only insane person out here. I had a dog. This. I had a dog on Prozac. Yeah? Yeah. Did Prozac Nation over here. The weird part was like, go because you go to a people pharmacy to get it. And, um, and it was like Brody the dog, like in quotations. Yep. But my favorite was like, don't. Um, drive or operate <laughs> <Yes>. machinery <laughs> or drink that. alcohol or whatever. Once again, it's Toonses. Yep. <laughs> he has that warning on his. And also when I go yep. there, they're like, what's his birthday? And I'm like, he's a cat. <laughs> yeah. And I have also been asked if he has the same last name as me. I'm like, no, he's got his father's last name. What are you talking about? <laughs> I kept my maiden name, so... <laughs> That's the so bear dumb. update. Oh, no. good. All right, Anne, tell us about part. Tell me about partying at forty-five. I need to know what my future is. Well, I took a tip from um, your experience with Bridget, and I thought I'd have a slumber party for hey. my birthday. Ooh. No, I don't think so. I was just reflecting because it is my birthday this weekend, and I don't care. But I thought <clears throat> this is what happens when you're in your forties—that your idea of a birthday present for yourself 
is getting new toilets. Because <laughs> oh. the plumber is coming tomorrow morning and he's going to install two new toilets. Dang. Nice. You are living it up. I know. Here mm-hmm. I, I am again starting toilet discussion when Bobby's not on the show. <laughs> But um, I'm getting kind of a fancy toilet. I'm getting the same kind that my mom had, which is a, oh, shit. I should have looked it up. He told me what the name of it is. (laughs) 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 Oh, it it is the Gerber Viper. He told me it was called the Viper, and I almost laughed. That's scary. I don't want I know, but it's a... It's uh-uh. a tall toilet, so it's two and a half inches taller oh, than your normal toilet. And obviously, as I've used the one on my mom, and she likes it, and that's the one that he uh, likes to install. And so I was like, cool, it's not a super cheap toilet. And he told me that um, it has, uh, because of supply issues and inflation, the toilet has gone up in price over $150 this year. Oh. Yep. And, Mm. oh, in fact, the furnace guy was here this morning doing the checkup, and he said, or was this the plumber? I don't remember. Uh, Water heaters have had their prices raised seven times in the last 12 months. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, so it's not a cheap toilet. So installed one of these toilets. So with the toilet cost and the labor, I think he said $653. But I'm going to do two. So he's going to give me a 10% discount. Hey. I mean, you know, it's an important part of our household. It really is. It is an important part. I'd rather get a good one and the one that the professionals trust. And it's okay. I got a raise this year. Yeah, exactly. Afford to get my spend a thousand dollars on toilets. (laughs) You deserve a nice, comfortable potty. But remember when we were in our 20s, what we were thinking <laughs> that we wanted for our birthdays? And now I'm in my 40s. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm getting this toilet. This is so exciting. I mean, I'm kind of jealous, actually, because I, I would be looking, excited, too. I yeah. was looking at our toilets and I'm, mine is mine's, mine's like original to the house. So I'm like, we got to We got to get on this. This is this is like a scary situation at some point. Ours is just the builder grade ones that they yeah. put in. They're fine, but they're nothing special. But I also don't know how much more money I want to put into this house because we're probably not going to be here for too, too much longer. So hmm, they can last. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Can't wait to hear a yeah. <laughs> toilet update. <laughs> <laughs> what have we become? What have we become? And now they say 45 is when you're supposed to get your colonoscopy. So you're all ready. Yeah. Go. That's what my doctor told me. They lowered the age to 45. And I was like, yeah. shit. Oh, you've got the perfect. I know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've, I've had one before. I've had a couple before, actually. And that uh, you want somewhere comfortable to have that horrible <laughs> experience. Because you're going to be there for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you'll be there for a while. Yeah. Um, all right. Enough toilet talk. And do you want to take us into mailbag? Oh, I certainly do. It's a short mailbag this week because we asked you kind of a weird question. (laughs) No, they're like, what? (laughs) We find that when we ask people to share their own experience or their own preferences or whatever, we get a really good response. But when we ask people, what should we watch next for movies? (laughs) The response isn't as good because we're not asking you to talk about yourself. But still, we have a few brave souls. Chelsea said we should watch The Family Man. 
The <laughs> Nicolas Cage movie? It's <laughs> so random. Okay. I actually have seen that movie. Um, there's a little bit of a um, magical black person in it, which is kind of weird. You know, it's like a Clarence, but it played by um, by uh, was uh, Don Cheadle. That's a weird. The only other problem is it's Brett Ratner. Fuck Brett Ratner. He's a bad person. I know. Yes, definitely. Fuck Brett Ratner. And yeah. I find Nick Cage so I weird. I it just so weird. Intolerable. I don't. Mm-hmm. I've said it before. I have a friend who calls Nicolas Cage her boyfriend because she loves him so much. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, no. But no, why? 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 Some people, also, you can like, okay, that's not she my can have thing. Him. But, I, <laughs> yeah, you know, really. I get she it. Really and with Nicolas Cage, I'm like, ew. But what? And I also, I mean, not, whatever. She's obviously a very attractive person. But um, Tay Leone is one of those women that I feel like men think are is very hot or she is very hot and women are always like what i mean not that she's not pretty she's like a, like objectively a pr- attractive woman but she kind of has that ice queen i don't know i've just like never quite connected with Victoria her Beckham, yeah. yes yeah yeah you could see her gossiping over the chardonnay yeah oh absolutely yeah. absolutely madam secretary come on <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Charles moving on. Charles says House of Gucci. I mean, the problem is that would be actually funny because it's I did not enjoy that movie, but it's kind of funny. It is so fucking long, though. If it was not if it was an hour and a half, I'd be like, yeah, let's do it because this movie is ridiculous. But um, it's like two and a half hours long. Fuck that. Mm. And it costs money. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck that. (laughs) Uh, Hillary's mom. I assume that's your mom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Like, Hillary's mom. mom says, "Waiting for Guffman." I, I mean, could get down with that. I, I totally that. could get down with that. And that one is like a clean eighty-five minutes or something. Like mm-hmm. it is not yeah. a long movie. That would be fun. The only problem is that we watched it so recently for I a know. movie yeah. show that I'm not ready to rewatch. Yes, but definitely yeah. in, in the back pocket of something mm-hmm. yes. that we could watch. Definitely. Missy says, is Grease 2 not on the table? Oh, Missy, it is. <laughs> it's on. It's, it's on. Trying. This is yeah. a different. <laughs> Absolutely. I will watch Grease 2 in a second. The yes. last time I watched it, I think I actually rented it from somewhere. I was like, I should have just bought this. I know. At some I point. I watch it again. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I believe it is available for purchase on YouTube. So we could do that. <laughs> so weird uh and gregory says roadhouse even though you just watched it slash doing a watch of something you want to watch but is wait wait slash doing a watch of something you want to watch but is so location neutral you'd never hit it on a road trip that's a good idea mm-hmm. yeah 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 something roadhouse no i will not place. watch that again <laughs> i mean i think it was just our reaction to roadhouse that makes him want to listen to us oh all watch it at the same time i mean watching us Listening to us watch the sex scene against the rock wall or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know if I can watch that movie again. Like, I don't no. know if I can handle it. Oh just my god! Much. I think but... once a decade is probably a good plan <laughs> yeah. for watching it. Yes. Yeah. In 2030, we'll do it. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, but yeah. Location neutral or a state we've already left. Right. Yes. Or that every we once didn't... in a while, like. I want to watch something that's like set in a different country. Yeah. I'm like, but how long mm-hmm. is it going to take before we get there? <laughs> <laughs> the road trip. 
We could watch Far and Away. No, I'm kidding. That's like another also <laughs> two and a half hour long movie. Eat, that's pray, so love. Good. No, God. You know, that's a <laughs> weird movie that I've seen a lot of times because, again, I think it must have been playing on HBO or something. And I'm like, whatever. I guess I'll watch it. And I rewatched it not that long ago because I was like, why did I watch this so many times? And I did read the book. Whatever. Um, it's really not a good movie. It is really <laughs> not a good movie. There are some like good acting in it but it is not a good movie at all anyway i was thinking recently that i would love to watch much ado about nothing with you guys get into the shakespeare but you know when are we going to like 15th century padua (laughs) movies i was thinking about kenneth branagh and you know he's got another um Agatha Christie, her yeah. Poirot movie coming out, but his strong suit has always been Shakespeare, Shakespeare. Yeah. interpretation. Yeah. Like he yeah. just has a gift for making that accessible in a way that I have never been able to find with any other person. No, I and agree. even um, Joss Whedon, he whose name should not be mentioned anymore <laughs> because it turns out he's just an <laughs> asshole like the rest yeah, of yeah, them. Yeah. Um, uh, he, I think he did. I think it was during the writers' strike, didn't he? Film a version, yeah, like of just like at his house at or his something. House. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I yeah. saw it, and like it was fine, TM, but they didn't get it the way that yeah. people get it with the Kenneth Branagh, yeah, uh, adaptation. So I remember that I, my roommate and I watched it one night in the in our dorm. We didn't have a TV, so we had to borrow the dorm so, yeah. communal VCR mm-hmm. and watch it in the lobby on one of the TVs. And there was a guy who I think was trying to get with my roommate who was watching it with us. And after it was over, he was like, Shakespeare was kind of funny and yeah. kind of dirty. And I was like, yeah. 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 Um, and everybody in that movie is so good looking. It's wild. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, it's like the peak Denzel. Den- well, oh, I know. I spent so long trying to figure out how Denzel and Keanu could be brothers, but <laughs> Denzel was the one who was the prince, and Keanu yeah. was the bastard. Yeah. And then I finally realized, oh no, it's colorblind casting. Yeah. And of course, yeah. you cast Denzel as the yeah. prince. Of yeah. course, you do. Yep. Yeah. That's a good one. I also think it's funny that Kenneth Branagh has like, the thing I think about him is he's like a moderately good looking person, but he has absolutely no lips. Like he has like (laughs) negative zero lips. He has a very British face. (laughs) He does. (laughs) Where are your lips? I don't understand. How do you eat? Um, Okay. Now, well, we'll keep mulling it over. We've Mm -hmm. got some ideas. Grease 2 will happen at some point. We promise. I kind of really think it should be Grease 2. I know. I know. I just, I, I just regret that Mike died before we could force him <laughs> to know. watch the <laughs> It's his like, yeah. He literally died, so he did not have to watch Grease. He would have liked it too because Michelle Pfeiffer is so hot in it that he yeah. would have been like, okay, yep. this is okay. Yep. He would we'll just have to double it. dunk on Bobby the whole time. <laughs> oh no, that. poor Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby uh, has a much more open attitude than yeah, Mike yeah, does. Yeah, did for this sure. Stuff. <laughs> like, it feels yeah, it's okay. mean to double dunk on Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he can take it. All right. We're moving on to medium talk, medium flow, if you will. Oh, Jesus <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> All right. So when we were thinking about <clears throat> what shows we should do, you know, what our topic should be, um, 
I we had like loosely been talking about our periods when we weren't recording and just kind of the issues with it. I also, mm-hmm. um, you know, as previously mentioned, Bridget is 10 and um, for her birthday, I gave her a trip to San Francisco, which we are taking in April. And I'm, I'm not going to be like, let's sit down and talk about our periods. But I was thinking like, this is going to be a good time for me to sort of we broach this. It's not something that she's not unaware of, but just kind of talking about the realities of it and, you know, making myself open to like, she can ask for help or whatever she needs during puberty. But I just thought, you know, I've been thinking about how, I don't know what the statistic is, but like half of people in the world have at some point had their period. Um, one would assume, I guess. And it's just something that we don't really talk about. I mean, girls talk about it with each other, but then like kind of not, and it's sort of embarrassing and it's sort of embarrassing know. and you don't do it with any real knowledge. No, you're just kind of, and then it, and it changes and it, it's the same for a long time Then it might change and your body changes and your moods change. And it just is this weird wild world that we're all supposed to just be dealing with silently. So we're like, let's just fucking talk about it. Like mm-hmm. it's, it is a part of our lives for some of us. And it's, um, I don't know. It's pretty impactful, but yes, we, we don't talk about it. I fully changed my outfit for a week. Like what I would wear for a week based on the fact that I'm going to have my period. Like that is something that I do because I don't feel comfortable wearing certain clothes if I'm wearing a pad or whatever. So Mm -hmm. I will wear different outfits and I have to like plan around that. And it is something that we, yeah, you have certain underwear that you like. Oh, uh, that's like period week underwear. Yeah, uh, like those ones. No, or, exactly. Or I want to maximize comfort in this time of distress. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Or I have to know where all the bathrooms are at all times. Yes. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of implications. Yeah. Come loaded with, you know, tampon pads in your bag just just in case and you don't you know you don't know exactly what's gonna hit and like every day is different you know what what your flow is gonna be like it's all it all I mean anyway so we just thought we would talk about it and we're not just gonna talk about our I mean we can but we're not gonna just all talk about our personal flows but also kind of like the history of it and then you know some extra (laughs) personal flows (laughs) like personal finance kind of yes I mean you know it is it is crazy I will say like personally speaking my my period dad I hope you're listening my period was always very um normal 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 until I had Rory and it became not normal I mean it's normal and in that it is like for two days um and kind of like how you were talking about when you thought it was just going to be like a fire hydrant like it's just like like you're just that's kind of how I am for about two days and then it like trickles I don't know it just kind of peters out after a little bit it's a little mm-hmm. bit shorter it's like very strong and then it's shorter whereas when I was a when I, until I didn't when I was younger it was just sort of a steady kind of deal for five days and anyway I mean it, it's an ever-evolving process <laughs> until yes. it stops yep as I, I think Meredith has provided the the sort of first uh real interesting discussions that we had on this show when she talked about you know her troubles with that and going and getting the ablation just basically getting her inside scoured out so she didn't have to deal with that anymore and boy does that sound like a good idea to me these days like I actually brought it up when I went to see the doctor the other day and and I my Again, we're not so much talking about our own personal experiences, but like I was a clockwork person, 26 day cycle, four day period. 
just yeah. for since I've been, I don't know, like 17 years old in just the last few months. Uh, let's see. Last Friday was 27 days of my period great in a row and it finally ended and i wanted to cry with relief like it's just so much to manage all the time and it's exhausting especially when you have really heavy because that's why i got the ablation we should just cover our 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 personal stuff i think first um i i was on birth control pills for a long time and it made me very regular as they do. But once I had all the liver tumor stuff, they're fueled by estrogen. So I couldn't have any extra estrogen. So I had to stop the pill and my periods became uh, like regularly two weeks long. So I was either, and I would have PMS and then I would have whatever after PMS, after the period PMS, (laughs) post MS, -MS, also PMS. Yeah. Um, so it was constantly dealing with some either dealing with it or dealing with the repercussions of it. Um, and it was miserable and I was anemic. Uh, I was bleeding so much and I was weak and I was tired and I was, it was horribly painful. Um, and my doctor was like, well, if you're not going to use this for anything, if you're not going to have kids, <laughs> we can just basically make this problem go away. And I was like, please do. <laughs> I even tried an IUD and that made it 10 times worse. Oh, interesting. That's one of the things that my doctor talked about. Well, so I couldn't have a hormonal IUD. I'd have the copper kind, right? Because I couldn't have the hormones. Oh, and interesting. that happens sometimes with the copper ones. What she said for me was they're going to, they they don't want to do a, an estrogen, uh, anything, which is why they wouldn't do a birth control because I have a little bit elevated blood pressure. And mm-hmm. she said estrogen can make blood pressure worse. So yeah. she's thinking about a progesterone IUD, but we'll see. You know, I got to get an ultrasound and then we'll decide on next steps. But the thing is, this is to our point on this episode, is that I had no idea about any of this stuff and how common it is for women to have these problems Mm -hmm. regardless of the age. I was just lucky it didn't hit me until I was in my mid-40s. Could have been in my 20s or 30s like meredith oh my god yeah i mean and when i had the ablation as every every person i mentioned it to was like what is that like i was just shocked that nobody knew what it was so i was like i need to tell every woman i know about this just that they know that it's a possibility Mm -hmm. not that everybody has to get it of course but like i had such good results from it it was one day it was outpatient procedure um i was kind of uncomfortable the next day i had a day of cramping but oh my god i was so used to that it was like whatever (laughs) yeah you're like Um, no big deal yeah uh, i've certainly gone through this before um and then after i haven't had a period since 2013 wow Wow. Nothing. Nothing. I mean, that's not always the case. Sometimes it just gets a lot lighter. Sometimes it's normal. Sometimes nothing changes, but that's pretty rare. Um, and I just have had zero anything. I don't have PMS anymore. I don't have cramps. That's what I was going to ask. Do you get PMS? Nope. Because that's the thing no. that really has been that, – that's been my uh, – the thing that's changed the most is how strong uh, my opinions are. Close to No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any opinions anymore. They burn those right out of me. <laughs> Um, no, it's just hey. I, if that was the case, they would have been doing ablations a lot earlier, yeah, right? More often women do that instead of a lobotomy. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know if it's just the fact that you know a lot of the hormone signaling comes from the lining because what they do is they basically destroy the lining of your uterus so it doesn't grow back, it doesn't regenerate every month, and it doesn't shed. Um, so I don't know how much of the hormone signaling comes from there. I probably should know that, but I don't. Um, and so I think that must be why because I don't have any of the symptoms anymore and it's wonderful 
Yeah. It's not it's not going through the cycle of Mm-mm. building it up, releasing it, building it up, right. releasing it. What was so frustrating for me was that it seemed it seems like it's trying to go through the cycle, but like so like the blood will taper off and then for a couple of days it's pretty minimal and at some point then my womb is like nah let's flush this <laughs> so it's like both trying to um start a new cycle and abandoning the new cycle at all times <laughs> oh god uh so i was constantly be like is it ending is it ending nope oh, that's the worst you're like it seems mm-hmm. like it might be no it's not oh god christy do you have anything you'd like to share <laughs> Um, I same. I was always like regular every 28 days until recently where it's every 23 days or every 90 days, which is always scary, right? (laughs) That's always like really, really scary when that one happens. But, um, also I didn't ever really, I was lucky I didn't really have cramps and now I just want to stab myself. Like, oh, it's so God. bad. I, I guess it's better than having it my entire life. Yeah. Small consolation. Yeah. And I always felt like, I think, I think I didn't realize I, that I was having cramps because to me, it doesn't feel like a cramp. You know, like when you have a, a stitch in your side or a cramp in mm-hmm. your foot. To me, that's, that's not a different. It's a totally a different. There's like this mm-hmm. sensation in inside your womb or whatever and i'm yeah, like i don't i had yeah. yeah it's it's deep it's not like pain but it's deeply uncomfortable yes yeah. i used to is. describe it as i mean i don't know how you would describe this to somebody without a uterus maybe their bladder it felt to me like it was being scraped out with a great yes. spoon. yeah yeah, that's but also it, that's like pulsating at yeah. the same time. Sure, yeah. There's like, like every uncomfortable or sensation because it yeah. is. I mean, that's how that's it. It contracts right to get mm-hmm. the 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 lining mm-hmm. to come out. So it is doing that, and that's part of why. Like sometimes you'll get stomach upset, like you'll get diarrhea mm-hmm. around your period. It's because the hormones that are contracting your uterus are also kind of bleeding yeah. over into your intestines. Yeah, sometimes I I used to feel a little bit sick to my stomach. Like Mm -hmm. I was really hungry and I wanted to eat, but I was also just like on the edge of nausea. Mm -hmm. Yep. I also only have one ovary um, because a tumor took out that in a fallopian tube. So I was hoping that that would mean there would be less. But now after that surgery, oh gosh, I got that like 30. I can actually feel the egg leaving right Whoa. which is so weird yeah a lot of people say they can tell like which side ovulates i, I never only could. have one side now right so. but if you only have one side you're always like oh there that goes there it yeah. is i never and could tell that but. you feel the egg like getting its little bindle and putting it over yeah. and totally well and um that's kind of how i knew or i should have known something was wrong like kidney stone situation because like i'm like why are eggs coming out of the wrong ovary and i actually looked up my um medical like if i always thought it was the right and it's really the left and so i actually looked up my medical um records to see and nope it's kidney stones very interesting and Mm -hmm. and this is all fascinating to talk about because i think one of the other problems with periods in general is that the symptoms are so varied 
-hmm. for women that it's, I mean, we can find points of commonality, but I think everybody's experience is a little bit different. Like my mom always said she never really felt anything. And I was like, shut up. Yeah. (laughs) Bragging. Yeah. But on the (laughs) other hand, I had a roommate who used to have PMS so bad that on the day her period started, she would like vanish into her room and she would Mm -hmm. come out every four hours to take my doll and go back. And she said that, um, when she would take showers during that time, she had to turn her back to the spray because her nipples were so, here we go, her nipples were so sensitive that the spray from the water was too painful. Oh, yeah. God. And I was like, dang. Yeah, I believe Jeez. That. Yeah. Well, I also feel like we didn't talk about it because no. our moms didn't talk about it. Yeah. So well, I'm trying to over communicate which is probably (laughs) yeah it's dirty and unclean guys well Mm -hmm. so i mentioned this on our little jamboree um when we learned about um puberty in fifth grade now thinking about it it's so crazy so like they separated the girls and the boys like with with some degree i understand but then also it makes it so like siphon like boys are never gonna learn about periods they don't need to Mm-mm. learn about periods and you know girls don't need to learn about boys stuff or whatever but what we, is the boys stuff god we, now we need stuff. bobby did they I, talk about jock itch or something i feel like their voice changing too and yeah. like and like that's wearing, not the same and like i know wearing deodorant maybe i don't know we had to do that too i know i know my sixth grade one when we got separated the boys just fucking played basketball <laughs> oh great Awesome. <laughs> so they were like, wear deodorant when you stink. Your balls are going to drop and your voice gets deeper. Have fun. Go <laughs> shoot some hoops. <laughs> well, we watched um, a um, little special called Growing Up on Broadway. And it's I, I found it on YouTube. I'm not, uh, whatever. I'm not going to play it right now. But it is the cast of Annie in 1984 um, <laughs> talking about menstruation. And I love it on like on YouTube, it has nine key moments in this video, and it says an explanation of menstruation, the ovaries, the ovaries and the egg cell. I'm so glad the cast of Annie is telling me about this. There are two <laughs> basic types of like menstrual. Like, I think they're talking about like pads and, um, and tampons, and then it's like types of pads, feminine products, and then this is the thing that I was the most scared of. And I think because we're all generally in the same generation, the thing that I was most scared of of using a tampon. This is the final part of it. Guess what it was. Toxic shock syndrome. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I lived in fear of toxic yes. shock syndrome. It's like, I'm going to die if I leave this tampon mm-hmm. in for more than whatever, four hours or whatever. It's like constantly having to change it. I'm like, that doesn't really Once happen. I realized that that's just like the time is because it probably won't work yes. well after that because it's full. Like I was like, Oh wait, this is really <laughs> not as dramatic as I made it out to be in my mind. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was like the warning that everybody got. I got that warning more than almost any other health warning. I mean, that is a real thing. No, no, we're sure it's very rare. And <laughs> yeah, it's not, I don't know. I don't, I feel like it's not something every 13 year old girl had to like, <laughs> cry herself to sleep about <laughs> yeah. every night. Just maybe I, remember to take your tampon out before you, because I do know yeah. a couple of people that had <clears throat> multiple tampons and at the same time, and that was a big fear of mine. Like, yeah. Did I remember to take it totally. out? Okay, did anyone I, watch I Nip did Tuck? That, wait, I did that one. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think I've ever done that. Because I just didn't realize that I hadn't taken the whole one out yeah. and new one in, and then in, the next time I went to you know, take it out. I was like, wait, what's like double streams? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what? It's no big deal. Yeah. 
You're like, I mean, I went to the hospital for toxic shock syndrome, but it was fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So that's about our periods. Um, Should we get into kind of more of the nitty gritty? But we've we've done some minor research. Yes. Yes. I mean, I've done minor research, at least for my part. (laughs) I'm going to talk about uh, menstruation around the world and also a little more, I think, history of periods and so forth. And, And I I'm trying not to try so hard these days so i did not immediately start researching for six hours i left myself an hour before we got together tonight and i'm telling you that was not enough um (laughs) because there is a lot of stuff out there so let's talk a little bit about the history of the menstrual cycle and the most important thing to know is that there is not a lot recorded because historically historians were men and they what? did not care. <laughs> about... Except for to ban women to um, certain places when right. they were, right. yeah, they but were unclean. But that's not worth talking about. <laughs> we should also mention that uh, science ha- still doesn't have any evidence that, that like menstrual cramps are real. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I mean, no, no, no doctor who wants to keep their head says that to anybody, but there isn't like scientific proof that it exists. <laughs> Mm. Which is hilarious. Uh, Yes. So uh, it seems like there is the potential that menstrual cycles were actually a lot lighter uh, in ancient historical times, partly due to malnourishment. Yes. Yes. um, Which makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And then partly because with the cycle of fertility and women having so many children, I think to say back in in your times of jesus i think infant mortality was 80 percent so you had to have 10 kids if you wanted two of them to reach adulthood and thus thus uh, maintaining population stability so you had to be pregnant a lot and um was the average age older because i know that it's like the average like i think it's like eight or nine now which seems way too young uh totally what First Starting. pregnancy? Mm-hmm. No. Or first period? Mm-hmm. First period. I, see, I feel like for us, wasn't it like 12 or 13? Yeah, yeah. mine was 13. I was and that 12. was like the average. Yeah. Was yeah. 12. I remember when the, the first girl in my class got hers, it was in sixth grade. So eight well, and nine seems so young. So, well, so young. when I was talking to Bridget's teachers for her like parent-teacher conference, I was kind of mentioning, I'm such an embarrassing mom, but I said, no, we're going to start talking about it. I know it's a little early. And, and they're like, no. No, it's not. They mm-hmm. were like, there's going to be kids that start getting their periods. And they're wow. you know, in fourth grade. And I don't want to be like, I see, I really reject the idea of it being like, it's because we put so many hormones in our food, because that's what like the automatic hippie person says. But I wonder, I know, but so, but then I'm like, I don't think that. Then what is it? Yeah. It's like, what is it? Why is it? It's that we're, we're getting adequate nourishment. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe. That we're healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I started going through puberty at about 10. Um, I didn't get my period until I was 12, but I started to get like. You know, armpit hair and stuff like that. Mm. When I was gross. Ah. <laughs> Ew. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, cycles were lighter. So malnourishment and constant pregnancy. And then I think, and I, this I didn't do any research on, but it bubbles to the top of my brain. You know, it's different if you're breastfeeding. You are yep. um, much less likely to yeah. be getting your period. So, um. Their lives were shitty, but they didn't bleed as much back then. And oh, oh, and with lifespans, menopause could start as early as 40. 
not right. perimenopause, but actual mm-hmm. menopause. Oh, wow. So, but I guess you started getting pregnant when you were twelve or thirteen. Yeah, so. right. Yeah, mm-hmm. your body's Boy. ready. <laughs> They're like, yep. we're done. Like, I've had enough. Down. <laughs> yep. Um, anybody who listens to Sawbones will be very familiar with Pliny the Elder. Yeah, <laughs> was a very well-known um, ancient Idiot. Greek doctor quote-unquote <laughs> who wrote a lot about medical stuff and and m- most of it was wrong dare i say all of it was was yeah. wrong and one of the things that he wrote was that menstruating women could stop hailstorms and lightning cool. <laughs> they could kill crops they could kill bees they mm. could cause mirrors to go dim and they could rust weapons <laughs> with a look and i'm like I dude I if i could make any of that work we are so powerful that would be great uh then i read a little bit about uh methods for dealing with your period ancient egyptians used softened papyrus as tampons and i was like okay i can see that the ancient greeks used bits of wood wrapped in lint and I'm like, what kind of lint are we talking? Because they didn't have dryers, so there's no dryer lint. Are we talking like belly button? Probably or... like cotton bits. Cotton. That, but that's cotton bits. That's not lint. Well... I was like, I don't understand. But, you know, so they just um, wrapped a steak in some fluff God. and put it up there. Ugh. Sounds great. Uh, when we got to medieval times, they probably... Probably because the information is so bad, used rags, which is where the term on the rag Rag, comes Mm -hmm. from. Or they did what the research that I read characterized as free bleeding. (laughs) Means that they just let it flow. I mean, sometimes if you could just like live in a hut and you're like, I'm not dealing with anything right Mm -hmm. now. Just kind of let it trickle down the leg. No, gross. I mean, how uncomfortable yes. would that have been? I don't know. If, is it more or less comfortable than a steak up the hoo-ha? But, <laughs> you know, if you only have like one set of clothes, then yeah. it seems like it would be a difficult thing. So um, I think as we can all guess, there was a lot of religious shame during this particular era of time, the medieval era. Um so in, I mean, I guess there's still religious shame and general yes. shame yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. But um, so one thing they did was they carried like little sweet scented pouches of herbs either around their neck or around their waist to neutralize the smell of blood. And I'm like, wait a minute. Uh-huh. How- these people didn't take baths. How are we smelling blood through the dirt? Um, they also burned toads. Excuse me. They also burned toads and they wore the ashes in pouches around their waist to uh, ease their cramps or heavy flow. I have never tried toad ashes. (laughs) Poor toads. I know. I know. What do the toads ever do to you? Um, But it it wasn't until the late 1800s that uh, commercial sanitary products were invented. Uh, Something called the Hoosier. We really just hate women. I know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I read about the Hoosier sanitary belt, which was invented in the 1890s and we used through the 1970s. And that really made me think of Judy Bloom. And yep. I think yes. it was, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. Yep. And yep. she talks about sanitary belts. And I was like, I had what no idea what this? she was talking about. <laughs> yeah. No. And like hooking a new thing into this. It's like and in your so, belt. 
Yeah, so I don't know. It's basically just a diaper yeah. where it's a belt with a. It cloth doesn't have and... adhesive, so it has to. Nope, hook nope. So they had to like tie it in there, but that was really <sighs> interesting because I kind of figured that that was some sort of period thing, but it was de- it lasted through our mother's generation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so interesting, and and those were washable pads, of course. Uh, like we used to, everybody had washable diapers. Yeah. 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 Uh, Lister's towels were the first disposable pads, which came out in 1888. So wow. this has been around for a while. And around the same time, women started using wood pulp bandages from hospitals, which had been found to be like super absorbent mm-hmm. for soldiers who were wounded in battle. So women decided, let's use this for our bleeding. But And that wood pulp eventually became the product used in Kotex, wow. which I hope they hmm. don't still use. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And the tampon was invented in 1929 by a dude. And I'm not talking about him any more than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but going a little bit further abroad. So there is an ancient Hindu practice called Chapati. Chapati. God only knows if I'm pronouncing it correctly. It's from a word uh, that means impurity. Great, guys. Awesome. Um, That is still practiced today, especially in rural parts of uh, Hindu countries. Uh, and, And this practice sees women on their periods as bearers of disease, disaster, and bad luck. Again, like the hailstorms and lightning and all of that. Um, and during their period, they're barred from handling food, using public water sources, and sleeping under the same roof as their families. And so Ooh. they go out, and I think we've probably I heard of I think that these. sounds amazing. You get out of chores, <laughs> you and do you don't dishes? have to be around your family seven days. Or yeah, but... I don't know how much it is there, but <laughs> 14 uh, days? seven days for <laughs> in Jewish law, it's seven days. So <laughs> wait for the next part of this, Christy. So because they can't sleep in the same... Uh, place as their family they go out to these tiny mud or wooden huts to sleep and there are contemporary accounts from women dying in these huts of asphyxiation suffocation snake bite and hypothermia like like like, recently yeah like the article i read was from 2019 I don't want a hut. <laughs> I mean, I would go camping to glamping. Away from them sometimes. Glamping. Right. Oh, are you kidding me? I am absolutely not going camping during my period. Mm-hmm. I want access to a toilet. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that kind of camping. Like Hillary said, glamping. glamping. A full We're... bathroom shower. Well, then you just go into camping. a hotel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I'll, That's I'm worse. I hate being at a hotel when I. <laughs> am not at home with the comforts of all of that stuff. I think I'd just send everybody else away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me be alone. Get out of my face. <laughs> yes. Okay, so then we come to the idea of the red tent, which I think uh, a lot of people have heard of, and it came into popular culture, I don't know, was it a couple of decades ago from that novel, The yeah. Red Tent by yeah. Amanda a good Diamond. Book. I liked it. Uh, I didn't read it because I was like, eh, it's like biblical stuff. I don't want to do it. <laughs> But um, but it does have sort of a biblical feeling in, in her work, um, but it's not true to reality. And she, um, in fact, this article that has the statistics about the women dying in their huts came from her article. But <clears throat> she was talking that what she wrote about the Red Tent was kind of a fantasy as a place where every month women would go to 
be able to relax and take a break. And it was a place where you went after childbirth or illness or whatever, Mm -hmm. a recovery place. And um, um, in the wake of the novel, they have groups that have sprung up, like red tent monthly things, which is just a reason for women to get together every month Mm -hmm. and have some communion time. And I'm like, well, that's great. I love doing things with my friends, but can we just like do it why 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 do we have to have a, a premise around the it like yeah. yes. the red tent society the red hat society if you guys want to go out and be goofy that's fine you don't have to wear purple and red hats to do it it's cool i, I don't know i guess it's it's an identity thing but yeah, people um, get really into that whole red hat thing I'm yeah oh boy i think that might be waning though because i used to see red hatters come into the store all the time mm-hmm. and that they've all happen. died yeah <laughs> that's they true they all got covid yeah. that's true um so uh i have a quote from anita diamant diamant i don't know how she pronounces it here that says the notion of a communal monthly retreat struck a chord with many readers but when i hear women wax nostalgic for a monthly time out i feel obliged to reply that my account has nothing to do with the facts about menstrual sequestration which for the most part has been and remains cruel and dangerous yeah Thank you, Anita. It's punitive, right? Yep. It's not. It's not because we deserve a break, right? It's it's, it's not to help dirty. women get through this time. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's no. Um, some other interesting facts. It wasn't until 2017 that the U.S. Bureau of Prisons issued a policy that federally incarcerated women be supplied with feminine hygiene oh products. Oh my god! Up until that time, they had god. to buy their own. But Currently, it- women in state prisons and county jails still have to buy their own menstrual products and it's so expensive that is mm-hmm. a conversation all on a, on its own yes yep yeah. um, Ho- homeless shelters rarely provide mm-hmm. tampons and things most public schools don't except uh, i think new york california and illinois have laws on the books to provide those in public schools pads and tampons are not covered by snap Ugh. or food stamps as it yeah. used to be so gross so gross yep I, I can't think of too many things that are more necessary, and there are only nine states that don't have taxes on sales taxes on yeah. menstrual products. Michigan just repeat, like just, just, just got rid of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, ooh, ooh, don't talk about it. We don't want to see it. Don't. I don't want to hear about it. But like, also, you're going to have to pay for it too, or you're going to have to free bleed, which we don't want to see. Yeah. But like, no, not. I mean, not when women are wearing pants. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's a nightmare we don't have to talk about. So then I, I came across some um, common misconceptions or and or myths, I guess both myths and misconceptions. The belief, as we mentioned, that menstrual blood carries toxic bacteria, which it does not. <laughs> um, this made me laugh. <laughs> People think that menstrual blood can trigger castration anxiety in men. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Blame us for that. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Yep. And there's a belief that the smell of bloods disturbs animals or and or interferes with hunting. And that made me think. Remember that criminal case? I don't know, a decade or 15 years ago, where I think it was in San Francisco or on the West Coast or something, maybe New York was a big city, whatever, where this lady in the hall outside her apartment was mauled by this guy's two yes. pit bulls. Yes. Yeah. And the defense was that the dog smelled that she was on her period. And that's what? why they went after her. 
And I was like, you have got to be shitting me. (laughs) The animals would constantly be attacking women all over (laughs) if that was the case. Like, it's her own fault. She was on the rag. (laughs) Come on. Nothing Uh. against pit bulls, but when it's a guy who clearly has pit bulls that he is not trained to Mm -hmm. not attack women... Um, that's not a great excuse, dude. Um, there, let's see, other menstrual myths. Menstruation makes girls unclean. We've kind of covered that. Oh, there's one. Menstrual pain isn't that bad. I guess that goes mm. to what Meredith mm-hmm. was saying about no scientific evidence for cramps. <laughs> <Fuck off. laughs> but it's interesting because on the rare occasions that I've read stuff on the internet where someone is talking about, you know, my period was just so bad. I, I want to have a sick day today or I don't want to go to work. And And let me tell you. That is the pits when you feel shitty and you still go to your job and I'm there and I'm cramping and I'm tired and whatever, but you're sort of expected. I mean, this happens every month. If you took a sick day every time you got your period, that'd be two weeks well, I'd never a year. Go to work. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, yeah, no, more from and me, yeah. there are always in, in those types of articles, there are always people in the comments who are like, if your pain is so bad that you can't go to work, you need to see a doctor. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> yeah. What are you talking please. about? If they even had it for one day, yeah. like, please, they would. You would tampons be, would be free. Yeah, um, find me a doctor yeah. who has a solution to that because they don't, right. other than surgery. Mm-hmm. Aren't there some countries that have paid leave for? I or... am I re- I, only one hour for research, Christy. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I work with. Um, we have a branch in the Netherlands, and so I get to see on our timesheet um, all the things they get to take time off for that we don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it includes things like moving, uh, but <laughs> as far as I can tell, it doesn't include periods. Okay. Hmm. Well. You would think that if there was such a, um allowance somewhere, the Netherlands would be a fairly good bet mm-hmm. as a place where that would happen. Oh, India, China, Indonesia, South Korea, and Japan. Wow. That's what Google says. Thanks, Google. Um, There are also some liberal myths about periods that are really interesting. There's one statistic that goes around that say a lot of girls in Africa actually drop out of school while on their period because of embarrassment and shame. And that turns out to be not really the truth. So that's a good thing. Um, There's another myth that goes around that cloth pads are not good for hygiene. Mm. question mark question mark i don't know that was cited also there's a myth that goes around that a lot of girls who don't have access to things like cloth use ash and sand i mean i i guess you stub your cigarettes out in an ashtray so that would absorb the blood but that's not actually true i think like 88 percent of of women have or cultures i'd say use ash and um and this was really interesting the last myth that i saw was that the solution to the quote-unquote menstrual crisis is to make menstrual products freely available so make them yes available mm-hmm. in schools and all of that it turns out that that's great and that's necessary and that should happen but it's not going to erase the stigma of getting your period so we're gonna well, just need being to a do woman something else yes we've got some work left <laughs> well talking after about we get it people, is their a, needs met yeah i think mm-hmm. talking about it's a really important thing and it's hard yeah. to do like we're all a little bit like eh, i think about this topic but we're going to continue to be that way until it's a normal thing to talk about right yeah. and until men can listen to it as yeah. well like 
I I hope our our lady listeners um, get a lot from this episode. You know, maybe a feeling that oh God, I'm not alone, and this happens to other people, and oh, is that what that is? But also, I want dudes to like be okay with yeah. <laughs> going to get their wives tampons yes. or yes. whatever or being like, interested to learn i mean greg yes. i was really pleasantly surprised that he was like i am super interested to hear this episode because i don't know anything about this mm-hmm. so and i don't really have any you know current experiences to to force <laughs> upon him so this is good <laughs> true I, I was just thinking there have been times in my life where when i was at target buying tampons or whatever i would look for a checkout lane with a woman cashier Yes, because yeah, I yep. just didn't even Same. like yeah. want to do mm-hmm. like snickering like, behind her back. Yeah. 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 yeah, and we got to get past that. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> so I guess we're doing our part. We are oh. normalizing the period. Mm-hmm. Yes, one more thing: there are some cultures that don't see periods as unclean. I didn't have time to type this up, so I just have the article on my phone. Uh, okay, so the Yurok, which is a native tribe from the northwest coast of the United States, so Christie's uh, neck of the woods, ha- uh, w- that is a society that's stratified by class, and ar- aristocratic women saw their periods as a time for purifying themselves, and they were all um, on the same cycle as, I think men get more enjoyment out of the idea of women all synced up synced up than than women do Mm -hmm. but they did and they they do a series of rituals during the cycle that was very spiritual i guess so that's something there's a a tribe from borneo that is what the researchers said are pretty blasé about their periods like they don't say that it's a pure and holy experience but they don't say that it's unclean and polluting and all this stuff they're like yeah this is just something that we have to deal with so they just take care of it um let's see oh there are parts of ghana where young girls sit under beautiful ceremonial umbrellas when they begin menstruating the family would give her gifts and pay her homage she's celebrated like a queen that's a different take on the quinceanera right yes when women Mm -hmm. girls still girls and turn 15 and now Mm -hmm. they're women and are coming out is i suppose it's just a different version of coming out which i like Cool. So there are a few places in the world where it's not considered disgusting. Um, but I, I um, took it in um, college. We had to take like two or three semesters of a PE. I mean, it wasn't like PE, PE, but it was like whatever you had an exercise class or whatever. And I took yoga one semester and we called the guy, his name was Gary. We called him Yo Gary. And, (laughs) (laughs) and he was very much like, um, like what my friends and I like to call a snag, a sensitive new age guy. And he was very like, he's a white guy, you know, like very into, I'm sure like he had a lot of like Indian, like, Oh, he did drapes. a lot of cultural yes. appropriation. Absolutely. Like yes. when the Beatles went to <laughs> yes. study with yes. Bobby Shankar. Yeah. But he would say, ladies, if you're, if you're on your moon, just go like, Jesus sit in the Christ, <laughs> go, go sit in the corner and like that meditate sucks. or something. I know, but I was kind of like, cool. I don't have to do this. All right. I'm on my moon right now. So I would like go <laughs> in the corner. 
I mean, I fully support that for getting out of <laughs> yes. any exercise yes. you don't want to do, but also that's fully bullshit. But there, there used bullshit. to be a lot of yoga. T- I've, I haven't encountered that in ages, but early on I did have some yoga teachers be like, you shouldn't do this when you're in your period. Like, why? 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 <laughs> why? But do you think he meant it more of if you don't want to, like you're not feeling great? No. I mean, I think knows? there's a thing in yoga, like there are... There are some teachers who think there are certain poses you shouldn't do while you're on your back. Oh, yeah. Which I think is bullshit. No inversions. Yeah. Then yeah, it'll why? pop out. Because then it will get congested and it'll come out of your ears. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the phrase on my moon makes me want to yeah. bludgeon somebody to death. I would leave the class uh, at that point. Um, okay, Meredith. Ugh. Ugh. Okay, well, this is interesting. Speaking about men and the, the period, God. So I thought I would have a lot more to say about this, but I really don't. Um, so I, I, I have been vaguely aware of this idea because we can't leave men out of any conversation. <laughs> we no. can't just have this for ourselves. There are people out there who think that men also have periods. And this is not to say that they have, like, hormonal cycles that prepare them for conception where they they don't from (laughs) produce eggs they don't shed their uterine lining (laughs) although if they did period products would be free and we would all get a week Mm -hmm. off yeah i know i guess Um, if we if we wanted to be inclusive we should acknowledge the existence of trans men who i'm sorry i should have a period i suppose but you know we're talking about biological people with uteruses Mm -hmm. people without uteruses um so there is a uh, a school of thought that 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 um, cisgender men have basically the same cycles that women do, um, and this was floated by basically one dude in like Slovenia. Oh God, <laughs> save me from these dudes! I know. Um, but there's also there's a therapist who coined the term irritable male syndrome, <laughs> IMS. It's not PMS. They get IMS. Um, and what he's describing is basically just hormonal shifts. Of course, men also have hormones, and of course, they fluctuate over time. Theirs tend to be on longer. They're not monthly cycles necessarily, um, but they also fluctuate throughout the day. Um, but I, I don't know exactly why this is a thing other than they're like us too we also <laughs> we want something so what uh, what hormones are we talking about are we talking about testosterone testosterone, like testosterone levels that's fluctuate, the like only one they ever mention when which you... is why dudes have morning wood or <laughs> i mean honestly they do say that the the testosterone levels rise in the morning and fall in the evening uh huh. and they can vary from day to day Um, they can, you know, the fluctuations can cause some of the same symptoms, like depression, fatigue, and mood swings. Um, (laughs) bloating, does it cause bloating? No. That's one I especially don't like. It doesn't cause any part of their reproductive tract to feel like it's being removed forcibly out of their body. Uh, it doesn't cause anemia, you know, (laughs) it doesn't cause them to faint, uh, it doesn't cause the Red Cross to say, no, you can't donate blood today because you don't have enough, <laughs> which is something that has happened to me. Um, what? Yeah, oh maybe anemic. Okay. Sure. Uh, so this, you know, was something I was vaguely aware of. I, my dad used to write a magazine 
for the uh, GLBT community in Grand Rapids, and he was in charge of writing articles about male health for pretty much every issue of this magazine, and this is one that he wrote about. So I've been vaguely aware of this since I was like 14, and my dad is susceptible to... If he reads an article about it, he's like, this is real. <laughs> he's um, not a medical professional. No. Correct? No, he's not. Okay. Definitely not. Um, but he did spread a lot of misinformation that I'm realizing now. <laughs> um, so there are a lot of things that affect men's mood, and testosterone is certainly one of them. But likening it to a period, I think, is really... Uh, inaccurate. Um, There was one research study um, that they looked at the the testosterone levels of men in Norway in one little town, and it found that the the testosterone levels were lowest in the summer and highest in late fall. Um, So they seem to have like some seasonal effects. Hmm. But these things, the the effect was not able to be replicated in places that are sunny year-round, like San Diego. They couldn't replicate it. Um, And Boston also failed to replicate these findings. Mm -hmm. Boston's full of men with low T. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's why they always have to fight. (laughs) You know, it's funny because Dave is like, there's such a... um, like a Southie kind of, you know, obviously the accent. But he's like, all these guys have like really high voices. And I'm like, I wonder if they have low T. They're like, hey, hey, buddy, what's up? Maybe they're compensating for something. Yeah, so there's this one endocrinologist in Slovakia thinks that men have a straight-up monthly hormonal cycle, too. In 2002, he published a study showing that both men and women experience roughly lunar rhythms of testosterone. The levels in men's saliva peaked dramatically on day 18 of a 30-day cycle. His findings have not been replicated or accepted in the field, yet he remains convinced, saying, quote, I have searched the literature for negative findings, but I have not found anything. That's because they don't get published. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, I think this is probably bullshit. I think uh, what, what, what this is is just that men's hormones can also affect their moods, which is like, that's not news. No shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Men have it's feelings, not a period. too. They do have feelings, but they do not have periods, and I am going to stop uh, <laughs> even <laughs> pretending to think that that might be true. So and not. maybe we could disassociate women's feelings from yes. their hormone cycles, too. Yes. Wouldn't that right. be great? Yeah. <laughs> not that it makes me crabby. It's just that I don't want to fucking deal with you right now when yes. I have to yes. deal with this. Yes. I always felt exactly. like it lowered my inhibitions of exactly. just like yeah, my tolerance level, so. my irritation threshold was a lot lower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. a lot less willing to censor myself. Yeah, I think <laughs> exactly. we were talking about that the other week yeah. where it's not like I'm any more angry or irritated or anything. It's just that I can't hide it yes. the same way yes. that I would. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, men. <laughs> this is our territory. Cis men, come yeah. on. Give us this one um, thing. Have this misery all to ourselves. I know. Um, okay, Christy, tell us about the thing that some of us are inching our way towards. Some of us are strangely more interested in this topic than they've ever been. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I uh, mentioned that there's lots of misconceptions about menopause, like when I was young and my mom was going through it, it just was like, 
Okay, so we were on fam. This is how I found out that she was. We were on a family vacation, and I was in college, like maybe my last year of college, or maybe even done. And it was like a big family, so it was extended family. And she thought she was pregnant. And first of all, I was like, "Gross!" What? <laughs> yeah, like, what were you fucking thinking? First of all, you're very old, <laughs> not re- very old. I mean, she's like my age, right? Um, right. But can you imagine? And um, so she like got a pregnancy test and like this whole thing like couldn't wait until we got home apparently and then um it was it was not like she was not pregnant obviously and um so then I always just thought like what menopause was is hot flushes and then your period stops and then that's all totally but then now that I'm like starting to go through it I learned about perimenopause like it's probably embarrassing but just like a handful of years ago no. learned that this was actually a thing. Uh, yeah. No idea. Had no idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any of it. And well, the, did well, you all I'm... know it can last like 10 years? Yeah. The whole <laughs> idea of menopause like symbolizes that you are be- now becoming a withered husk and yeah. you're yes. no longer the fertile, old so you're not a woman anymore. Yep. Mm-hmm. So like, are you not a woman if you're still, if you're not bleeding out, yeah. whatever. <laughs> so it's like, it's in some ways it's more quote unquote shameful mm-hmm. than having your period because it's a symbol of your irrelevance. Yeah. You don't matter yes. anymore. Yeah. So they no took wonder away my woman card it. when I stopped having my period. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're done. You so thing. You. Right. You. <laughs> um, yeah, so I always thought it was you you misappeared, then you never have it again, which is not true. Um, and just in my recent discovery, it's more that, I mean, it's if you don't have one for a full year, then you're considered right. you're in menopause. And um, that can take up to 10, 13 years, or, I guess. But So I was looking up misconceptions of... Um, and, and, That's a um, funny word for this. <laughs> um is that that as soon as you um go into menopause you're gonna have hot flashes and they're awful which sometimes is true and sometimes not i don't have those yet that your moods are all over like you basically have pms all the time um and also that you just need to start taking hormones right away but also those hormones are going to give you cancer (laughs) so (laughs) cool I wonder yeah, if like, I go through menopause. That would be interesting to know, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like there was talk about Premarin yes. everywhere. Pregnant yes. mare urine used for menopause. Well, they discovered whatever. that a lot of the time the hormones increase your chances of heart attacks. I didn't know it made you more susceptible to cancer. Yeah, It doesn't. Oh, it doesn't. These are myths. That, okay. That's fake. Yeah. Oh, um, interesting. That it was going to give you breast cancer and ovarian cancer, but that's not true. I can tell you that brain fog is very real. I just thought I was getting stupider. I mean, like, I'll say a sentence and, like, say I'm trying to think of the word counselor. And I'll say, okay, so I need to find a new, that person that you go to an office and you talk to them for, like, a week or, like, for an hour and you tell them your problems and then you pay them. What's that? What's that word? Like, I will use 10 words to describe one very simple word. And then I didn't, I didn't actually know that brain fog was a thing until watching the new Sex in the City. And I was like, wait, that's what's happening? Good. I'm not getting stupider. I'm just like, 
My brain's broken. Yeah, I can definitely tell like the connections are just getting a little slower in Mm -hmm. my brain. It's like you say, it's a word and it's comma and you know you know it. Yes. But for some reason, your brain can't grab onto it. Can't do it. That's also a symptom of stroke. Right. (laughs) Like all of this is like, also maybe you're going to die. Like all of these things. And I already have kind of what they call, um, what do they call it? Second degree... Um, see, I don't even know the word. <laughs> Insomnia where like I can fall asleep right away, but then I wake up and then I can't go back to sleep. Yeah. So how coming that sleep issues are going to be coming in. That's real great to think about. Oh, goody. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Right. For up to 10 years. And that, you know, I don't speak to, cause they're always like, well, ask your mom when she started and like all this stuff. Well, I don't talk to my mom and, and <laughs> sending kind of a, a text asking this, what she'll do is be like. I'll call you. No. No. <laughs> so. No. It's I'm okay. just gonna, But also, I think it's different because I only have one over it. I feel like that's going to be be different than, yeah. I, than a normal path would yeah. have been for me. And I think that it kind of like what we were talking about before when we were talking about our periods, it's like it can be totally different. Like I remember my mom had really serious hot flashes. Um, but like that's the only thing that I really remember. And with me, with like perimenopause yeah like I'm I get I feel like my PMS is a little bit stronger and that like I didn't really I mean maybe I just didn't notice like um you know mood shifts or whatever but now I feel like I can tell like right before my period I'm like please don't talk to me don't say anything bad because like you're gonna unleash something in me and you're not gonna (laughs) and I can't take it back and correct I know I never had PMS or cramps and now it's like you're going to unleash something where I'm going to either be super anxious, I'm going to cry, yes. or I'm going to be mad, or all three at the same time. Yes. Like, yes. And I've I've told Elliot, I'm like, okay, so you're going through puberty, and I'm going through, like, reverse puberty, <laughs> and the two of us together are, like, a thunderstorm. <laughs> yeah. like, poor Jeremy. Lightning. <laughs> um, the one thing, not to be, like, TMI and whatever, I mean, I guess Dave is sort of the beneficiary, I, like, am way more, you know, excited about things, whereas Me I... Me too! Uh, you've been reading a oh lot God. of the I horny corner? Kind of like... I think that's pretty... Yes, fun. yes! I mean, well, that makes a lot of sense. That's one of the I mean, misconceptions, is that women didn't like, want to have sex anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, now I'm like... Well, and probably, Christy, for both of us, too, is that we don't have, like, little kid, Like, they're not mm-hmm. little, little kids anymore. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, my brain space has opened up a little bit. But, yep. yeah, um, that has changed. Anyway, You're there's, not like, exhausted all the time. No, exactly. But that that has definitely um, been a positive. But I, it's like my hormones are... I feel my hormones more than I felt yes. them mm-hmm. before. Also... Sorry, Anne, but my periods are way shorter. They're like three days. Oh, you bitch. I know. <laughs> but maybe that's coming for you. Maybe next year you'll get maybe this because I'm a year older. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I mean, you know, exciting stuff that we're yeah. all kind of, I mean, in a way, it's like this weird sort of. You know, I guess a sort of mourning that pretend thing that I, you know, I was like I could pro- procreate or whatever. I'm not going to anymore, but uh, you know, in the prime of my life and being like, Oh, well, that's weird that that part is over, but actually yeah. really celebrating that as well. 
it's a symbol that you're no longer in the prime of your life, but, I, yeah, guess. I guess. It's a it's an age ritual, just the yeah. way that puberty is an no. age. But it, I'm tired of being well. in the prime. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know we've got. I mean, you know, with life expectancy, we've got plenty of time. I cannot have my period. It's it's fine. It's okay. Yep. The idea of not having your period and having money. Ho, ho. Right? <laughs> Not having tiny kids. Yeah. Being more secure. Having a That's why they wear the red hats. <laughs> I They're excited. I guess it is. Oh, I have to say, I'm, I'm not looking forward to hot flashes. I'd like no. to get through that if possible. Cause you I've, might not have that, though. I know. That's true. But I've known a number of women who mm-hmm. have had them and have described it as feeling like they're burning up from the inside. Mm-hmm. Like, Ooh. you could take your clothes off, but you can't take your skin off. So I... Ooh. Yeah. I pray, if I was the praying type, that that is not something that I have to experience. Yeah. The good part about that is if they do come and you're working from home, you can just take a cold bath or shower or something. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. When I was um, working at the store, we had a seasonal person who's obviously there in December for a while who was in the menopause age. And every once in a while, she'd be like, mm, I'm going to go check the weather. And she'd just go up to the front of the store and like go out into the sub-zero weather and just stand there for a minute. And yeah. I'd be like, oh, Ramona's having a hot flash. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not. Again, that's another thing. Do I have a sudden fever? Uh, am I dying? Do I have COVID? Or is it just a hot flash? Right. We got to talk about how this stuff feels so that we're mm-hmm. not yeah. taken completely exactly. by surprise. Mm-hmm. You don't have to learn it from Sarah Jessica. <laughs> I can ask my mom, but she yes. also had yeah. an ablation because she had fibroids. Oh, so, yeah. But but maybe that will be enlightening. Like she also had an ablation. Did she experience the same stuff? Oh yeah, yeah you should ask her. Yeah. Can we just send her all our questions? Probably. She's also well, a like nurse. a Google. Doc. Yeah, I was gonna say no. she's in the medical. Industry. I mean, she's been teaching me about periods since I was like three. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Our final subject. <laughs> Completely the most important, yes. one might say. Yeah. Um, much like Anne, well, I started to really dive deep, and then I was like, there's too much on this. Like, I can't, I mean, I, I could keep going. We're going to talk about the period punctuation mark. Um, and really, I think, I mean, besides it being kind of a funny um, little partner to talking about our actual periods, um, I, I, okay, so a period, I have a couple feelings about it. One, period the punctuation mark i i have always felt it well and probably more recently i feel it to be very curt and mm-hmm. um when you're right ra- passive aggressive yes like you're yes. are you being rude to me like you're just like yeah. and, and actually probably sexistly i when it comes from a woman i feel like well what's wrong like what did i do wrong from a man mm-hmm. i'm kind of like oh well they're like don't know no, how no. to express it's emotion yeah. so i mean imagine if you wrote an email and you ended it with thanks period <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, oh my God, what is yeah, wrong? What did I do? <laughs> it's so funny. How Am I going to be fired? <laughs> I know. Because to me, it sounds like thanks. Like it's yep. just, mm-hmm. it's like how I would say thanks to Dave. Yep, like, thanks a lot. Kind of. <laughs> um, so I think about it in that way, but also in the way I think about periods now, and we, I think we all have opinions on this, is when I learned how to type on a computer, which was like one of those Macintosh, like the, you know, the old Macintosh, the kind of square deals. Um, 
we were taught to do, and I did not learn on a typewriter. I learned on a computer. We were taught to do two spaces after the period. Now, I understand that I am 43 years old and I found an article that says, Nothing says over 40, like two spaces after a period. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, Hillary, could you, do you have the name of the author? Well, I would say, I would say so that I can hunt them down. Well, I found it too. And she is over 40. She is over 40. And, and this article is probably strong. I think blog post because it's from 2014. Ah, Okay. Trying to get the SEO. Yes. Um, And she kind of goes on and on, but it was interesting. And I had a vague understanding of what, why we were taught it and then why it went out of fashion. It so was a kerning issue. Yes, right? it was a kerning issue because with typewriters, um, for the most part, it was monospace. So every single letter got the same amount of space. So like an M got the same amount of space as like an I, which they, it doesn't, obviously, they don't need the same amount of space. So I guess like putting the two. Um, spaces after the period like separated it out so you got a greater amount of anyway and with computers they're given a more proportional so it reads easier and you don't need that extra you don't need to add in that, that extra space so that's fine and then I found this article that she actually linked to from um, Slate and it's from 2011 and it's extremely extremely uh, Slady, it's called Space Invaders. Why you should never ever use two spaces after a period. And it's like, fucking relax. Like, we're going to take you to period jail. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And not the red kind. I know. And not the, like, yeah, this is like, it's just dumb. And it's talking about how typographer agrees that once in the one space rule, like, you don't need it. Like, the way that um, computers are set up, it's just fine to have the one space. Now I do think aesthetically sometimes when I'm doing it, it looks better with one space because there's just sometimes a too big of a gap and you're like, well, that kind of looks weird. But I also found another article from the Atlantic, um, kind of arguing the opposite side. And this is a quote that appears in that article. Um, it says, it appears in the current issue of the journal Attention, Perception, and Psychophysics. As best I can tell, psychophysics is a word. The Rochester Institute of Technology defines it as the study of the relationship between stimuli, parenthetically specified in physical terms, and the sensations and perceptions evoked by this these stimuli. The researchers also are also real. They're obsessed with these people being real. Rebecca Johnson, an associate professor in Skidmore's Department of Psychology, led the team. Her expertise is in the cognitive process, processes underlying reading. As Johnson told me, our d- data suggests that all readers benefit from having two spaces after periods. Increased spacing has been shown to help facilitate processing in a number of other reading studies. Johnson explained to me by email, using two spaces after each period. <laughs> <laughs> Removing the spaces between uh, words altogether drastically hurts our ability to read fluently and increasing the amount of space between words helps us process the text. Interesting. I know. I thought that was really interesting. And I actually kind of agree sometimes. Like I need a little bit more space. Also, really what it is, is I, I'm like, a, 
you know, a trained monkey in this way where when I'm typing and I'm like a decently fast typer, I'm not great, but I'm okay. I do two spaces. Like I just do, I just do two spaces and it's been really hard to train myself out of. And I find myself going back and taking a space out and that's really annoying to me. So sometimes I just let it, <laughs> I have no consistency on this, like none. I use an Oxford comma. I sometimes use one space. I sometimes use two spaces after periods. I also learned to do two spaces and I, I, I did type in typewriters, but it, it was for fun and for the kitschiness of it not for because I had to um but I learned to type on computers um but I became a transcriptionist a medical transcriptionist when I was 18 and I had to unlearn that real quick yeah because that was against the style guide and we lived and died by the style guide um but it was very hard for me to break myself of that habit because that was that was how I learned and now I can't do it like I can't force myself to do it and when you're typing on your iPhone, two spaces indicates it autocorrects to a period and a space. Yes. So it doesn't even let you do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which Making translates decision to... decision for us. Yeah. I, <laughs> I know. Big brother. I, know. Yep. I mean, I don't... I really... Mine is... It's all these people in these articles battling back and forth. Like Farhad right. Manchu is doing these like, these people are so crazy. Like, why would it do, why would you do two spaces? And I don't really have a strong opinion other than that my body wants to do two spaces. Yeah, it's muscle memory. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just that that was what they said we had to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm doing what they told me I had to do. I know. And, and I'm sorry if my Gen X body can't unlearn <laughs> things instantly. I, not, I was like, I don't, why are we so passionate yes. about this? You know, why is everybody okay boomering everybody all over <laughs> yes. the internet on this stuff? But eventually I thought, well, I, I guess I need to adapt, prove that I can adapt. And so I made a concerted effort to, to switch do. over. Yeah. And it took a little while, but I yeah. would say that I'm, I'm pretty much a one space person at this point and it's fine. I don't understand all this judgment around one space versus yeah, two spaces. That big of a deal. Sometimes Jeez. I think people are just, like bored and they like to think about mm-hmm. these things they want to be outraged yes yeah or like it's a proxy for getting upset about things that really matter <laughs> exactly. exactly i know i remember with like the oxford comma you know when i was a kid i remember learning either use the oxford comma or don't use it but you have to be consistent and i was like yep. well i don't want to have i don't want to do something extra so i'm just going to decide not to use it but then somebody pointed out to me that like you know instances in which it reads incorrectly where you group the last two things together that don't yeah. necessarily need to be and I was like oh okay I think I'm gonna start using it and so I then I think just it increases clarity but I don't like care if people yes. don't do it yeah. <laughs> yes again and not a moral judgment no. I'm just tired of seeing all the let's eat grandma memes right? <laughs> <laughs> that's always what it is it's like yep. cannibalism because of <laughs> the lack of an Oxford comma Anyway, so yeah, that's, that's, there's actually a lot of our, I mean, there was kind of too many and a lot of blog posts. Like this must have been hot topic in 2011 through 2015. When if blogs only were... male colonists could get <laughs> as worked up about women's reproductive and mm. menstrual issues as mm, they right? did about periods. <laughs> Period. Don't hold your breath. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for doing the thing that you should have done before i asked you to do it you idiot <laughs> that's what that period means yeah. yes yep. read into it this is that is my like uh pms 
Uh, like, I'm not even faking with an exclamation point. Like, this is going to period central. One period. Do dudes re- read into that, though? Like, do they mm-hmm. see a thanks period and think, like, uh-oh. No. 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 They don't Well, read. let us know. They don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on. Um, all right. Enough period talk, I guess. Actually, though, I think we could talk about it a lot more because... Yeah, we definitely could. <sighs> there's a lot to talk about. Um, we've, we've opened the floodgates. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the question of the week is, uh, what is your favorite punctuation mark? Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously that's the question. I think I like the parentheses. Mm. I use them a lot. It's weird. Uh, yeah, I, I am a fan of the parenthetical insert, yes. I have to say. Like, I, I do that a lot, too, yeah. Yeah. We would be remiss if we didn't uh, cast a symbolic vote for the excited mark. <laughs> excited True. A la yeah. That is Rizal. my favorite. Yeah. That is my favorite. I, I feel like, for me, it's a toss-up between proper use of a semicolon, which really gets me going, oh, or proper use of a hyphen. Yeah. For compound mm, yeah. words. Mm, I yeah. love those. Oh, that is so is fun when you when I'm correcting somebody's and I'm like, this is, yep. this is it's a hyphen. Mm-hmm. I use hyphens liberally because <laughs> I like them. <laughs> I have no idea what the rules are, but I'm like, this makes sense with what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It breaks up the sentence in a way that works for me. Yes. What about breakfast? Would you put it in there or weekend? No. No. <laughs> okay. My mom's friend does, and I'm always like, "What <laughs> is happening?" No, it's a it's a single that's, word. Doesn't it doesn't need there. a hyphen. Uh, that's really funny. I'm not usually like a grammar corrector. <laughs> You're like, because I'm terrible at it. Word. But that, but, yeah, no, that's is... not. Those are wor- just words. Those are the words. That's not <laughs> yeah. two words that need to be connected. No. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm going to move on to Tishi Recommends. This is, again, I think I did this the last time this came through, but this is like an anti-recommendation, but I also watched all of it, except there's still one episode that needs to come, and I want to know... This is an Emily in Paris situation. <laughs> yes, this is Love is Blind season two. This show is so bad that I almost had to fast forward through parts because I was so embarrassed that I like couldn't <laughs> stand it, but I still, like, I have mainlined it, and also I have listened to podcasts about it and I need somebody to talk to me about shake about deep about are these people going to get married what are you actually, doing like hate listening like why are you seeking out more information well, about this because I want to hear because I've been like watching in a vacuum and so I want to know like what other people are thinking yeah. about this and like like am I crazy these people like it, anyway it's so stupid it is so so stupid but um you know it was good president's day week or president's weekend <laughs> viewing <laughs> it was entertained kind of um yeah no it's very entertaining but it is just like it is these i mean it is it, it is so dumb it is so dumb and it is hilarious the things that i want it's hilarious the things that i'm like no this is too stupid but then sometimes i'll just like dig in i'm like all right this is my like wavelength of stupid <laughs> i can get here Anyway, I think I think you your non um, recommendation made me watch it last time. <laughs> Guys, go ahead. I just didn't remember the name, and then I looked at it. I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, right. this one." But the crazy—I have a really long plane trip coming up. Come so. on. The crazy thing is, is the last season there are two couples that are still married, and I mean, I'm assuming they got married in 2019 or 2020, which is wild to me that they're still married, but. Um, I don't know about this season. I don't know. I don't, Maybe I don't there's know. something to this concept. I know. Except, okay, so they're like not supposed to, they're supposed to get to know each other, you know, before, like each other's souls before they see each other. Whoa. There's one guy, this guy, Shake, he was like, 
it, um, he's like a DJ. <laughs> he's a DJ. And he was like, you could tell he's trying to gauge. And he's like, so if I like was, if we were at a concert together, could I put you on my shoulders? I'm like, gross. Oh, asshole. Oh. Yes. They, people Are called him out. Are you a fatty? <laughs> yeah, basically. People called him out on it. But, and, but it's still, I was like, you're disgusting. Get out of here. Anyway, please tell me if you watched it because I need to talk about it more. <laughs> All right, I'm doing Get Involved. Um, you can go to theshowhaseverything.com and join our Facebook group, but not on theshowhaseverything.com, on facebook.com. <laughs> um, and then and also follow us on Twitter at, at tshishow and email us at tshishow at gmail.com. Like our friend Bob did to tell us he changed his email too. <laughs> yes. Very exciting. Join in the club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're all doing it. Um, did he used to have a, um, do you still have AOL? And he now is going to Gmail. It's something along those lines. Yeah. It's, something, yeah. it's a very boomer thing. <laughs> <Yes>. We <laughs> so love you, Bob. We're proud of you. <laughs> no, it was um, his Verizon email. He's switching oh, okay. from Verizon.net to Gmail. Okay, that's better. Nothing wrong with Verizon. No, right? no right. it's just that if you change the company, then right. that's your email. And so, like having it like at Comcast or at Verizon or at T-Mobile or whatever, mm-hmm. and you leave that company yeah. because they suck, or they become a different company, yeah. right? Yeah, then it's gone. Yeah. Uh, fax us at six one seven. Three five four eight five one three. Do not put in double periods because we will be very mad. Let Bobby know what you think about periods. Yes. Yeah. Yes, like, with pictures. Oh, God. It's like a Rorschach test. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, you guys. We ordered that thing from um, Little Caesars that looks like a maxi pad. Have you seen know. this? What? Okay. The Batman no. Calzone? Yes, the Batman Calzone. They okay, were talking now about I have to look at it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We ordered it. It looks like a it looks like a maxi pad with wings. But Ooh. It's just a pizza that's been folded up a little bit. It's, Meredith, um, you might I'm looking at it. Oh, whoa, whoa, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Show picture. Yep. Interesting. <laughs> Why Interesting. no women were in the room when that got approved. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it doesn't even look appetizing. I know. <laughs> and they're calling it a calzone. Yeah, what's the middle part? Is that the calzone? No, the ca- only folded parts on the edges. It's wow. dumb as hell. Okay, I need to get one. Yeah. Well, I thought I thought Justin was just mispronouncing I calzone when he talked about it. I was like, he no, he's really saying calzone. Nope, that's calzone. It. Yeah. <sighs> And it's supposed to look like the bat symbol, but it looks like a maxi pad. With <laughs> is there a new Batman coming out? Henry? Yes, the, yes, there it's is. It's the Robert Pattinson yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> I'm out on DC. Obviously, I had no idea. Who knows? Who knows? So, should I, we say thanks for joining us? That was everything. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, I was, that was like everything. <laughs> and plus some. Plus some. Cause baby now we got bad blood You know it used to be mad love So take a look what you've done Cause baby now we got bad blood Hey, Now we got problems And I don't think we can solve them You made a really deep cut And baby now we got bad blood Did you have to do this? I was thinking that you could be trusted Did you? You have to ruin 
do Think we'd be fine Still got scars on my back from your knife So don't think it's in the past These kind of wounds, they last and they last Now did you think it all through? All these things will catch up to you And time can heal, but this won't So if you're coming my way Like 